0: Boom! Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode 415 on today, Juneteenth, June 19th, 2022. I am your host, Jake Chabarelli, and unfortunately there's no host today because John, Black Chain John, is uh, mm, helping family with an... I don't know if it's an emergency. I think his brother got a flat tire. But uh, he's indisposed at the moment, and so we're going to go on without him. i to get right into it because there's no one to talk to. <laughs> but um, uh, you can guys see our point tree here. You can join it to us in all kinds of different ways. More or less, what I want to get to is a little bit more different than just the coin tree. You guys can see this link It's of course, in every single media that we have. So, here's an example of a media we have on Odyssey. Here's C3 Media on Odyssey. This is the blockchain based YouTube, effectively. It's not YouTube, it's called Odyssey. It was actually called Library, L B R Y. TV, but they got rid of that name because Odyssey was more popular and obviously, honestly, quite a bit better. It's pretty cool. I definitely watch videos on here a lot. You can get a lot of alternative content, like things you can kind of typically get on TikTok. The neatest thing about Odyssey is there's no censorship. So of course, there's a lot of weirdos on here, like us, <laughs> but there's also a lot of neat, neat content, and it's definitely picking up steam. Um, I, you could, other people say that things like BitChute, um, there's other blockchain-based video channels, but you know, there's, there's Facebook, video, you can watch there, but who, where does everybody watch video? Of course, YouTube, and here's our channel on YouTube. So you can check us out here on YouTube. Of course, you might have to watch ads and I know there actually are ads here on, uh, on Odyssey now, but, but of course you use their little app their download app, you'll never see any ads. So if you want to watch our content without ever seeing ads and we won't ever put any in there except the stuff that we're trying to show ourselves, you can watch on Odyssey or through the app and you'll never have to watch an ad. So. Want to see our content without ads? Check out Odyssey. Great way to catch our content ad free. Let me get over to the job of the day. I actually picked two of them here. today. I'm not going to read them all, but I just thought those were both kind of neat. We've got senior recruiter for Ripple here in London. So anyone who's able to commute to London or lives in London, London for that matter, uh, senior recruiter. And then there's another job I thought was neat here from Brave, the Brave browser security research engineer. You guys can see that I'm not using it here, but uh, I'll be getting to the news over here with Brave. I like Brave because it blocks the ads. So um, more of a general description, security research engineer, remote London, of course. That means that you don't have to live in London to do that. You just have to be willing to work on their hours, which if you're in the US might be a little tricky. Um, Let's see here. I think we know what Brave is. I'm gonna read what that is. I'm gonna say that we are hiring a new security researcher for the Brave research team. As a security researcher, your responsibility will include designing, developing, and implementing new security and privacy features for use in Brave products, prototyping, measuring, and implementing novel privacy-enhancing technologies in the Brave browser, collaborating with product-focused teams to ensure that new technologies can be productized Productized effectively. Basically made into products. So research, security research in particular, engineer for a remote job, and Brave. The other one here is another job, also in London. It's a security recruiter. So if you're gonna, you know what a recruiter is, it's pretty simple, I mean, sorry, senior recruiter. Uh, If you have a recruiter experience, you probably couldn't be a senior recruiter for Ripple. Uh, If you don't know what Ripple is, it's one of the top 10 current uh, cryptocurrencies out there, top 10 by market value. Of course, they're looking for some of the five plus years experience in recruiting, technical in particular, Blend agency in-house startup experience is preferred. So if you have these things, great. Strong skills, proven track record. Basically, you're an experienced person that knows how to recruit. And what, and Ripple is willing to know. I wish they'd show the, how much they're willing to be paid, but I do appreciate this here. Training at our headquarters in San Francisco, California. So if you're in California, this is where your training will be for this job. I'm sure it's a senior recruiter, you probably already know what you're doing. Anywho, let me just get over to our... Discord channel. Here and I want to talk about the quote of the day, which is straight off of uh, crypto Twitter. No, it's just off Twitter. It's from Bruce Fenton. Bruce Fenton for U.S. A sentence. Senate. <laughs> Can I talk or what? Our world is changing rapidly. There are many new technologies and new ideas, some of them very bad. And in particular, he's talking about we must be extremely cautious and centralize power and drawbacks like censorship and cbdc's otherwise known as central bank digital currencies that's bruce fenton he's a huge proponent of cryptocurrency in particular bitcoin and he is running for u.s senate i believe in connecticut and hopefully in the near future we'll be able to talk to him so we shall see how that goes so check out our discord channel if you have a chance please come and hang out with us there's always stuff going on in particular just want to make this a quick note before i jump over to the news that um, you can always add, you can actually see me here. Here's Jake Deverelli working, getting his coin, his C3 Media coin, if you come down here, you can get C3 Media coin, <laughs> you get quite a bit of it, 200 every now and then Blockchain John will run a, uh, a massive dump, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, where you can get like five to 10 times as much coin. And these coins of course can be used, and not like you're just collecting coins for the sake of collecting coins. I'm not saying that's bad, I am saying, that we can collect coins and actually get things. Like, you can get John's book by, by collecting coins. So, check out our Discord channel. Check out our, our you know, location here for us. If you're watching on Odyssey, thank you for watching on Odyssey. I appreciate it. Somebody actually is watching. You can see here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching on YouTube. We appreciate it. Thumbs up if you can. Let's get on to the news. Oops, that's not the news. Here's the news. <laughs> okay, so this week in crypto Twitter... Stuff going on, lots of stuff. And if you have been paying any attention, which, if you're listening or watching us right now, you are probably paying attention to the fact that Bitcoin dropped below 20 grand uh, US dollars. So, let's hit it. This is from Tim Haki on Decrypt. This week was easily the industry's worst 2022. Prices, worst of 2022, prices crash across the board with everything, every leading project sinking by double-digit percentages over the last seven days. Oh, it's been a bloodbath. Market leaders Bitcoin and Ethereum hit lows not seen since 2020, the last time, if you've been listening to my podcast the entire or this podcast the entire time, the last time I predicted that Bitcoin wasn't going to go above 25K. Well, it went above and now it's come back. <laughs> As crypto's total market cap briefly blottomed out around 845 billion, which realize there's still a lot of money. More than two-thirds below the all-time high of $3 trillion, basically one-third roughly, of its total value, seen in November. As of this writing, it's around $860 billion, a recovery of roughly 2% in the last day. There were more than just prices to scream about, however. On crypto Twitter, many were discussing Celsius' decision to freeze all withdrawals, which we have already talked about last Saturday, Sunday rather, so it's been a week. That night, the decentralized finance platform Native Cell Token, CEL, took a 70% hit in one hour, which I can understand why they have closed it down for that reason, evoking fears that the entire sector is in danger. No, just Celsius, fortunately. They're getting sued already. After all, it was just last month that Terra collapsed, and so everyone was freaking out. John Wu, who leads growth of the Ethereum Layer 2 Privacy Network Aztec launched a popular and lengthy broadside against Celsius, accusing the lenders of luring customers, then dangerous use of meaningless platitudes while pursuing degenerate trading strategies. Pretty harsh words there, Mr. Wu. Wu explained how Celsius' insolvency was tied to the company's decision to use custodied custodied funds to buy a lot of Lido-staked ETH, or Steeth, a... Cryptocurrency supposedly pegged to Ethereum, but has been trading noticeably below its peg for the last week. Lido's steth is not also currently redeemable for Ethereum, but will... What will but will be when the network eventually transitions to proof of stake later this year. So it was kind of you know hedging their bets. But the problem is they're hedging their bets a little too soon. <laughs> oh boy! At the at one point in Wu's thread, he called Celsius business strategy a delightful dish of degenerate delicacies. A whole lot of uh, alliteration there with the letter D. And here is a tweet regarding from John Wu's at Aztec. I will leave you to check this out for yourself on his uh, at John Wu underscore. And here's a response. Bloomberg podcaster Joe Weisenthal highlighted a tweet from Celsius CEO Alice Mashinsky just 27 hours before the company paused withdrawals. Why spread FUD, otherwise known as fear, unrest, and doubt? FUD, indeed. And here is that tweet. Twitter didn't hear from Mashinsky for three days following the freeze, which we did read about in the last on Wednesday. This is Sunday. When we... When he returned, he sent a message of support to the Celsius team and community, but no word on restarting withdrawals. I think I know why. It's going to be a bank run as soon as he lets it out, or in this case, a Celsius run. Here's his tweet, which we did mention on Wednesday. Tron DPEGs, another event reminiscent of Terra's historic collapse last week, was Tron's USDD stablecoin ongoing DPEG. On Monday, CEO Justin Sun said he was deploying $2 billion dollars. Deploying $2 billion. Just sounds like Doquan, doesn't it? From Tron's reserves to guard against short sellers as the company's other token, TRX, also depreciated. But it has rebounded, surprisingly. And here is that tweet. Sun was also aware that the situation felt like a scene-by-scene rewrite of, yes, the Terra collapse, because at one point, he his tweet echoed one of Doquan's. Deploying more capital. Steady, lads. Yeah. Twitter, Crypto. Analyst Byzantine General was not impressed. Not looking so great. Mm. Yeah. In spite of some similarities with Tron, Terra, Tron has, hasn't has collapsed yet. In fact, it's, as I said before, doing quite well. USDD is still selling a bit short of its peg at 95, 95 cents, but TRX is up 3.5% in the last 24 hours, although it's shed nearly 20% of its market value over the last seven days. It still has a better week price-wise than Bitcoin or Ethereum. The other 99%. Okay, so Wednesday morning, Kraken CEO Jesse Powell fired off an 11-tweet thread outlining his commitment to fostering a crypto-first culture and exchange while announcing that Kraken would continue hiring and hopefully do a better job of filtering up front. Powell also mentioned that the company had a small number of mutineers. And here's his tweet. Going to get a quick check it out, pause the video, and read. As uh, the thread unveiled, Powell accused the 20 woke activists of sapping productivity. He also championed Kraken's diversity. We did read about this and mention it in Wednesday's podcast. Quote, We will never ask our employees to adopt any specific political ideology as a requirement for our workplace. The company wrote in a blog post published that day. That said, we ask our employees to respect their individual rights, privacy, and freedoms of others. Crypto is a freedom movement, and Kraken will remain a freedom company. Go, Powell. Finally, all right, so empty an empty quiver, yes. Yet another potential industry time bomb that dominated the Twitter conversation this week was Singapore-based crypto hedge fund Three Arrows Capital, which we will talk about later. Rumored insolvency, of course. On Tuesday, the crypto trader who was going by Moon Overlord shared a screenshot from blockchain uh, data platform Nansen showing that wallets associated with Three Arrows Capital were linked to five of the largest transactions of the past week. He alleged that 3AC, the acronym for Three Arrows Capital, had sold off at least 30,000 STEETh. see above, and accused the 3AC founders, Zusu and Kyle Davies, of ghosting the public. Well, uh, it seems to be a millennial methodology. There's that tweet, so pause to read. According to the researchers and analysts on Twitter, the Steve sale was to prevent a $264 million Ave loan and $35 million compound loan from going into liquidation. Yep, that's necessary. Here's another tweet on the DeFi here. Zoo broke his silence Wednesday saying, well, not a whole lot. And here's his tweet. By Friday, Davies had also broken silence, telling the Wall Street Journal that 3AC had hired legal and financial advisors to help work out the solution for investors and lenders. Growing too fast, too, uh, too much too fast, too big too fast? Yes, uh, Davies mentioned several other options too, including asset sales or a rescue package from another firm. Davies said the firm is hoping to buy more time by negotiating a tentative agreement with existing creditors. Finally, economist Peter Schiff. Shift, shift, pardon me. Tweeted on Saturday that while he believes crypto will survive, Bitcoin will not be part of it. And here is his quote. He also, it should be noted, runs a website where investors can buy and sell actual, not digital, gold. Kind of a old-school guy, but you can kind of tell that by his picture. So, as uh, Blockchain John is not here to take over the next article, I will be continuing on with an Elon Musk. Uh, commentary here on Crypto Potato, written by Mandy Williams. Elon Musk. I will be keep. I will. This is him saying it rather. I will keep supporting Dogecoin despite the 258 billion dollar lawsuit. <laughs> Elon Musk, the world's richest man and self-proclaimed Doge father has declared his unwavering support for the leading meme cryptocurrency of Dogecoin because this has been going on for years, it's nothing new to most people who are anywhere close to aware of what's going on. The Tesla CEO posted on Twitter earlier today, and this is interestingly enough, not part of the twipo, crypto critter. Did I just say Crypto Twitter news I said, talked about earlier? He revealed in rather he said, I will keep supporting Digcoin, revealed in his response to a user that he is still buying the meme coin. As usual, Doge reacted to the billionaire's tweet. The price surged 11% from 0.052 to 0.058. Woo! (laughs) Sorry. Despite the bearish market, Musk's declaration of his continued support for Dogecoin comes a few days after the American investor filed a uh, basically quarter-trillion-dollar lawsuit against... uh, an American investor, rather, filed a quarter-billion lawsuit against he and his two of his companies, Tesla and SpaceX, for allegedly promoting Doge and manipulating the price of the cryptocurrency. Here's his tweet sweet about that. Yes, we're not actually on crypto Twitter. As reported, the plaintiff, Keith Johnson, described Dogecoin as a crypto pyramid scheme. It's not, unfortunately. I'm not saying that Elon Musk wasn't doing something like that, but alleged that Musk and his companies deliberately promoted it. Hey, that's not what I want to see right now. Thank you very much. Uh, promoted it as a legitimate investment. I, I, I guess, th- I'm going to stop this reading because it's not really what what's about. I want to make commentary here because it's important to me. Uh, that The thing that is unfortunate here is in seeing people take Elon Musk's statement on Twitter as gospel. I'm sure there are people who do. I am not one of them. Yes, I read this. It's newsworthy. And honestly, it gets eyeballs. So... I wouldn't be I wouldn't be dismissing the fact that I am somewhat kowtowing to the uh, diver, diverge here in the sense of all the crazy stuff that Elon Musk says. But do I believe him? No. <laughs> I've been collecting Dogecoin for a lot longer than Elon Musk has, and it's just for funds, just for the lols. If you're taking this guy's tweets as advice, your lawsuit is bunk. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> You can't use, I mean, how do I put it? I think I've said this in a previous video. In fact, I said it on my own YouTube page. We don't look at this as, as advice. Even if you are a big-time person, you know, don't trust him. It, and it's your loss if you do. Great. If you win, great. But it's still, I, he's not a financial advisor. And it doesn't matter if he says he is or isn't. He's not. <laughs> he's just a rich guy. So, fine. Whatever. Dogecoin Dogecoin rules. That's just Elon Musk, and he's just another wacko on the internet. Don't listen to him. Moving on to SBF, the shortened acronym for Sam Bankman Free, which is kind of a long name. Three Arrows Crisis couldn't have happened with transparent on-chain DeFi. This is from Decrypt by Tim Hockey again. Sam been free weighed in on the current three arrows capital crisis via Twitter with the, and this is yet something that should have been in crypto Twitter, but whatever, with the FTX founder and CEO saying it couldn't have happened with an on-chain protocol that was actually transparent. Singapore's paste, paste, based, <laughs> crypto investment firm 3AC last week was rumored to be insolvent. Okay, that's what we're talking about. And they pulled some money out to cover their butts so that they didn't liquidate. I think my free suggestion came in a response in a tweet asking the industry figures how to best ensure a 3AC moment doesn't happen again. The CEO said that the top priority wasn't making sure no one ever goes under, but keeping institutional credit transparent to retail investors. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Now, let me just step in and comment on this. It's on the blockchain, but unless you're like super comprehensive about how, well, it's actually relatively easy to get this information, but because it's mostly just, uh, what's it called, uh, blockchain addresses and not, nothing is really summed up in a executive summary kind of thing that you know, an investor might expect to see, uh, those investors aren't necessarily the people who are going to be able to find that kind of information just on the blockchain. Yeah, it's perfectly public. It's perfectly available for everyone to see. Anybody can read it. But if you're not technically adva- technologically advanced to some degree, you're not going to know how to read it. So really in that sense, it's really no different than the current stock exchange. Is the stock exchange information public? Yeah, you can totally get access to it through Google or for Yahoo Finance. Yeah, it's all right there. But it's not all made up into, as I said before, a really pretty bow-tied executive summary. And so even though it's open, eh, not everyone's going to know how to get to it. So, I mean, I, I appreciate his point in that it's available publicly to everybody and, and better transparency would be good, as it said, with transparent on-chain DeFi apps. Great. Um, most big investors, not going to do that. I'm not saying Mark Cuban doesn't, but I doubt he does. So, great. It's transparent. How did you look at that without paying someone to look at it for you? Well, it takes some research and some understanding and some a little bit of tech knowledge. Can you do it? Absolutely. Is it available to every... Yes. Most investors not going to do this. They're going to have somebody hand it to them on a sheet of paper or an email that gives them an executive summary of everything that just happened to their money. Because for some reason people with lots of money don't have a lot of sense. Moving on. Here's a good segue to that exact thought. Crypto Potato article from Mandy Williams says a 41-year-old man who sold drugs for crypto gets nine years in jail. A <laughs> West York... Yorkshire resident Simon Barclay or Barclay has convinced a drug, trafficking uh, convicted of a drug of, uh, man, I cannot talk to I cannot I've been talking all this time and I can't suddenly talk, has been convicted of drug trafficking worth millions of pounds on the dark web with cryptocurrency proceeds. Why does this sound like Mt. Gox 10 years later? You're getting 10 years for 10, I don't know, whatever. He pled guilty, Barclay 41, Barclay 41 rather, pleaded guilty to On Tuesday at Leeds Crown Court, to several crimes, including the possession of Class A and B drugs and crime proceeds, proceeds stored in crypto assets valued at roughly five and a half billion pounds or six point six million dollars, in late 2021, according to West Yorkshire Police report, Barclays legal activities were. First noted in 2021 by the Eastern Regional Special Operations Unit, or ERSO, <laughs> great acronym guys, and the UK's National Dark Web Criminality Investigation Division. After months of investigation, the the convict's identity was uncovered. Well, now he's a convict, and the ERSO made contact with the Yorkshire and Humber Regional Crime Unit in the Kirklees Police, Yorkshire. Cybercrime Unit and Kirkley's police began to investigate further by monitoring Berkeley's routine drops to a local post office from addresses connected with him. So in other words, he was caught red-handed. And yeah, just because you have a way of keeping your money digitally doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't illegal. Moving on to Board Ape. <laughs> Board Ape Yacht Club and the Limitations of NFT Ownership by Daniel Roberts off of Decrypt. Crypto is a brutal, rather, well, in a brutal bear market, and every day brings more price pain. Assuming you paid money for this thing instead of doing... I'm, just, I'm not going to go into that right now. But you wouldn't know from the flood of party invitations for the NFT NYC this week. The event, is, which is more like a week of disjointed parties across Manhattan and Brooklyn than a typical conference in one building, will bring... Anons with ape, punk, doodle, and cool cat PFPs from Twitter into real life to connect in person and pump their JPEGs. Woohoo! F- pictures you could just download. I know some people say that. I don't. I have my own NFT. I only own one. Well, I only own one pictographic NFT. Last year, NFT's NYC, the inaugural edition, was in October and perhaps best characterized by a widely shared input story headlined, quote, The Bort Apes... Board Apes, take Manhattan, in quote. The piece, which mostly played it straight and quoted proud BAYC holders, many of them dressed up as their apes, was immediate fodder for eye rolls and mocking on Twitter. Yes. Read this to die instantly, tweeted an L writer. The journalist at Chicago Reader tweeted, quote, My brain went pear-shaped reading that one ape is getting a memoir written by quote Neil, Neil Strauss, the author of the pickup Guide the Game. So here's one guy as a picture. BAYC is not a brainwashed cult. And his ape and him apparently dressed like his ape. <laughs> and paint painted like his ape. The input story asks the question, how long can the party last? Eight months later, the answer depends on your view of the entire NFT space. But uh, BAYC is that, you know, Example of digital scarcity, and I'm not saying I'm personally part of it. Well, actually, I technically am part of it. I'm just a part of it on the Raven space. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a way to celebrate the idea, and obviously, people spent an awful lot of money doing exactly this thing for this example. But you know, eighty thousand dollars for a JPEG of a cartoon ape is still rather jaw dropping. But if you have a lot of ETH, like you got into the beginning of ETH and bought, let's say, ten thousand ETH for you know pennies. And now 10,000 10, ETH is worth, you know, what is it? What's 1,000 times 10,000? 10, $10 million, I think. I could be wrong. Um, Yeah, right? 10 million, yeah. So 1,000 times 1,000 be a million. Okay, $10 million. Uh, if you got 10,000 ETH in early times and now you've got $10 million, you're not probably thinking, oh, oh I'm going to spend, you know, 100 ETH. That's nothing to you. 100 out of your 10,000? Eh. So, yeah, it just, it's... People who got into ETH early and are just spending on stuff because they didn't pay very much for it. Obviously, some people have Justin Bieber in particular, and plenty of other celebs who spend gargantuan sums of money on these apes. But that's because of the digital of this digital scarcity concept. So I'm not going to harp on this anymore. I'm just going to say, party on, dudes. Moving on to the last article regarding the Fed in the U.S. Here, Crypto Potato reports from Jay Zong. Fed views stablecoins as a financially instabi- financial instability, urges regulator to step in. And yeah, I think Celsius is just shooting themselves and, and everyone else in the foot. Thank you very much. The Federal Reserve published the latest monetary p- policy report on Friday categorizing a stablecoin industry, p- particularly the algorithmic stablecoins, as a risk of financial instability. Meanwhile, not to say that our U.S. dollar isn't instable, I guess it's not as unstable as stablecoins, eh, I don't know, it expressed concern regarding the concentration of fiat-backed stablecoins on Tether's USD and Binance BUSD. So that's the Tether stablecoin and the Binance stablecoin. Given the rapidly growing digital assets market, and of course the failure of Tether, sorry, uh, Terra, the, federal highlighted, the Fed highlighted the, instru- the structural fragilities in the sector as embodied by the collapse in the face of certain stable coins, I'm sure that we all know what they're talking about, in monetary policy report, or in the monetary policy report submitted to Congress. Though, yeah, though without directly naming the algorithmic stable coin, which we all know, and I've already said, that dragged the broader market to plunge in May, the Fed hinted at the project as an indicator of floating fragility. i me just change this word, this fragility is a word all the time. Yes, it's fragile, sometimes, within the industry. However, fiat-backed stablecoins with a much higher degree of concentration and capitalization are more concerning to the central bank. Which, what do you think a CBDC is? It's a stablecoin. Concerning that USDT, USDC, and BUSD, that is Tether, uh, was it, Circle, and Binance stablecoins, have accounted for the overwhelming majority of the stablecoin market cap the Fed outlined a lack of transparency regarding the underlying assets that back them as well as the fundamental risk involved in that may exacerbate the vulnerability of the asset meant to be pegged one-to-one to USD. Here's a quote. Stable coins that are not backed by safe and sufficiently liquid assets are not subject to appropriate regulatory standards created risks to investors and potentially to the financial system. That's weird how they said that including susceptibility to potentially destabilizing runs, of course, bank runs. Well, we've kind of all practiced this on USD, that is the actual US dollar, uh, about 100 years ago in the uh, what's it? It was it Black Monday or Black Tuesday, that time that, that all the coins fell from massive over-leveraging. So we know what this is like when it's happened before. The difference is with digital, it can happen a whole lot faster. So to sum up, and I don't want to say it too much more here, because there's one more point I want to get to, is that stablecoins aren't really stable, even though it does make it a little bit easier to make the exchange. Now, we know that the reason that stablecoins were created, in a sense, was because trying to exchange with actual fiat is ridiculously difficult, especially if you want to transfer a large sum of cash. And, of course, it's a security, really trying to be just declared as a security because, The powers that be don't like cryptocurrency not being within within their control, but it really isn't in their control. And so they're just trying to force their rules on something that doesn't really take their rules. But in general, the market's going to settle itself. And the reason we even have cryptocurrencies, and it's not like it wasn't predicted 50 years ago um, by Milton Friedman, and probably before that even, that this is what the market does when it's getting constricted too much by one entity it's going to break out somewhere else and even though stablecoins may not be super stable because the money's moving so fast uh it's still not going to go away so if the government tries to crank down on it it's just going to pop out somewhere else so with that i would like to close this out thank you all for watching listening etc etc i just want to make a mention which i forgot to do earlier uh, about a shop. So we've got t shirts, and in this current bear market, I can completely understand why you might be interested, in, at least in this one. This is the uh, Diamond Hands, uh, royalty free, as in, as in those images are, I didn't pay for them. Uh, diamond Hands never sell. Diamond Hands never sell. Here's a bunch of images being worn by various models of what that image, and yes it comes in multiple colors here. The reason these are more lighter colors is because uh, it's black and unfortunately not the person, but the colors um, don't show up well on black. We're gonna be making a black shirt with a more white enhanced color. So if you're looking for a black shirt and wanna hold off for a bit, we understand. We'll be making a black shirt shortly. And then there's also the Staxats and Hoddle shirt for uh, C3 Media, which as I will be saying here, when we sign off, Stack, set, and huddle. Adios.